0: broadcasting from the campus of Lynn Benton Community College. We are the Mid Valley STEM CTE Hub. I'm your host Casey, and this this is closing the gap. <laughs> The construction industry is an integral part of the physical development of our communities. It is hard and honorable work, though we don't see a lot of women participating in this field. According to OSHA, only 9% of construction workers in the U.S. are women. Today I would like to welcome Courtney Conklin, Equipment Operator for Knife River, a large construction company serving western, central, and southern United States. Hi Courtney! Hi. So I've been wondering, had you always wanted to be an equipment operator or did you have other aspirations when you were growing up?
1: Oh, well, so originally I actually wanted to be a doctor um, until like my junior year of high school. Really? Cool. Yeah, I was super interested in medicine and helping people and being a part of community and that type of thing. Um. But my junior year, um, it changed. I started a uh, the shop class. Okay. And so I did welding mainly in there. It's kind of like some metalworking stuff, working with like CNC machines. But the welding is really what got my attention. And so I wanted to try and pursue that. And I got a job as like a shop hand at a fiber optic construction company and so then that's kind of when I was like hey I think I might want to do construction
0: so now I'm here. (laughs) How did you start going down the path of becoming an equipment operator? Yeah so
1: when I started working for the fiber optic company um I was basically in the shop for like the first couple months doing maintenance things. And one of the guys that was a foreman there, he would see me, you know, running the forklift or the backhoe. And he was kind of like, Hey, you know, you're pretty good at it. And, you know, have you ever thought about pursuing being an equipment operator? And at this time I was kind of like, ah, eh, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I, don't know. I know I'd like to work out in the field, but I don't know if I could actually do that. Um, and then we ended up, my husband, he is a union worker. So he was currently in the apprenticeship for glazing when Mm. him and I first got together. And he was kind of pushing me in the direction of doing like a trade school or an apprenticeship. And, um, he passed the sign for knife river and it was their apprenticeship announcement. And so he called me. And is like, Hey, here is this apprenticeship. It's for equipment operating. You're already working in the construction field. So, and you should do it. And um, so that's pretty much it. I called, I applied for the apprenticeship. I got the job, I think like two or three months later and Knife River just slowly worked into getting me familiar with the actual construction field and kind of just familiar with being on the ground next to equipment and then you know slowly I started to get on like the backhoe and the rollers and then you know about a year and I finally got to get on the excavator and a grader and yeah now here I am and I'm graduated now and kind of just run whatever equipment they tell me to I'm not definitely not like a seasoned operator there's still a lot of growing that I have to do but yeah so that's how I got into it
0: How long have you been working for Knife River?
1: Um, So this is my sixth year and my seventh season. We kind of go by seasons here because you have like your peak season. It's usually from like May to November. And then you'll have a slow time and you're not as busy and whatever. So yeah, we go by seasons. So seventh season.
0: Generally, do you get time off during the slow season? Yeah.
1: um, So since I've been here, this last winter was my first winter that I actually worked consistent 40 hours a week through the entire year. Usually I've had some time off, which is I really love it because I have two small kids at home. And so I get to kind of be like stay at home mom for a few months out of the year and then work like crazy in the summer. But you're working for that off time.
0: So I know that you had gone to Northwest College of Construction to prepare for this. How was that experience?
1: It was really fun. I really loved it. Um, It's cool because, you know, I haven't been to a regular college, but when you go to a regular college, you're kind of mixed in with all these different people that are going in all these different directions. And when you're at this, construction college, it's just really cool because everyone there is going for something in the trade. And so you meet a lot of people that, I mean, you have so much in common with your work and your goals and what you want to accomplish. And then it's cool too, because you get exposed to a lot of other trades and you're like, Oh, cool. You know, what do you do? You know, and you, you just learn a lot and then getting to go with, a lot of people, you know, it can feel kind of lonely when you are in your apprenticeship. There's usually only one of you um, at a time, maybe two. So then you get exposed to all these other apprentices. And it's really cool to just, you know, hey, I'm not alone. Hey, all these people are going through the same stuff. You know, hey, we're all learning together. It was a lot of fun. I liked it.
0: I forever was the reason why you ended up going to school, right? Because you needed to uh, take your classes in order to actually continue on with your job?
1: Yeah. So I had to complete so many hours in the field. Um, you know, I had to have like 50 hours on a bulldozer, um, completed or, you know, 150 hours diving, driving dump truck. And then for a class time, it was the same thing. So you would have to have, you know, um, 50 hours performing grade checking tasks at class or, you know, whatnot. So it was required by the apprenticeship. And they're actually a partnership with them, the Northwest College of Construction.
0: So it's a pretty cool program. So you've been an equipment operator for quite some time now. Could you tell us about a day in the life of an equipment operator? Yeah. Um, My most
1: favorite thing about this job is that it's never the same thing. You're never doing the same thing and you're never working really the same place you will for a couple weeks at a time but I mean you jump around from job to job and so you know one week it may look like for me um you know we're going to a parking lot and grading that out getting all the base rock in or you know removing old asphalt out of there and then placing the new rock in and um the next day we could be building a horse arena um and just constructing all the base for that putting that in and then you know we could be on like a city job the following week and doing all the grinding um grinding out the old asphalt to pave back new asphalt and all the little things in between but for me on a job um I drive quite a bit of dump truck I'm the main CDL driver for my crew and so I'm Moving equipment, usually in the morning times, or I'm starting up my dump truck, getting to the job. Um, and then I usually run our backhoe lately been like the main backhoe operator. <laughs> so, you know, I'll do that placing rock wherever it needs to go grading out whatever needs to be graded. Um, but yeah, it just varies. I mean, we go from putting, you know, storm pipe in, And then, you know, the next day we could be grading out ADA ramps. It's just, it's a whole variety of work and I'm always up to something fun.
0: That's awesome. I really appreciate a job that can give you variety. I feel like a lot of people appreciate that type of variety in their, um, their working lives. So did you have to, um, get your CDL afterwards or was getting your CDL part of the whole, um, going to school process?
1: So actually when I worked, um, for the fiber optic company, um, the reason I pretty much got hired because the guy called me and we did like a phone interview and his one concern was, will you get your CDL? And I'm like, um, sure I'll drive a truck. (laughs) So, um, once I told them like, yeah, I'm down, let's go get my CDL. They hired me. And I think within like my first two or three weeks, they trained me up, they paid for everything. They gave me the truck and I went and did my tests and got my CDL. So I've actually had that since 2013, but um, it is a requirement of the apprenticeship. So if you didn't have it beforehand, Knife River um, sends you to the school there's a CDL school. I believe the one that we use is in Portland and they do all your training. Um, You complete a certain number of hours with the training driver and then
0: you get it that way. But yes, so it is
1: a requirement of the apprenticeship.
0: It sounds like that really sets you up for success because getting your CDL opens so many doors and you have so many opportunities Yes.
1: And that's, I mean, even if I decided like, Hey, I'm going to quit my job and, you know, go be a hairdresser. I don't think I would ever get rid of my CDL just because it is seriously job security. There is so many things you can haul hay, you know, work for a dairy place, hauling dairy stuff. I mean, it's just, it's a nice
0: comfort and it's fun. Do you have a favorite machine or piece of equipment that you like to drive?
1: Yeah, definitely the bulldozer that's the most fun for me. A lot it's of people like the on. excavator and it's fun too, but I mean, it's just really fun to get on a bulldozer and push a bunch of piles. And you know, you're like playing in a sandbox. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so what were some skills that you had to learn, um, not only to get into this field, but to prosper in it?
1: Um, I was thinking about this question because I feel like almost anyone could be in this field if you have two of the following things and the first is motivation cuz you you definitely have to be motivated with the type of hours that this job requires and the hard work that it is I mean you definitely need to have that spark in you that, you know, yeah, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work 12 hours. I'm going to get stuff done. And I think the other thing is uh, work ethic. I mean, you really got to, you got to want to work in this type of field to, to prosper, to, for people to see you for as long as I've been here. I think that that is the most Or, you know, like the most often I hear people like, oh, you work really hard and that makes you feel good. But then it's also, it's because so many people appreciate that people appreciate, you know, when you're having five guys having to hand rake or shovel asphalt, you know, all day and you've got those five guys giving it everything. I mean, people really appreciate that you're taking care of the team members back that's next to you, you know? So Yeah, I think for this field, it's definitely motivation
0: and you got to want to work. It sounds like this is a great career if you want a job that fosters community and builds friendships because you're working so closely with one another and really depending on each other.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's very, you know, because... Some, some trades, like, you know, my husband, he does the glazing and that it's solely on his own. And there's a lot of trades where you are working just solely on your own, but here in construction, the type of things we do, we are a four person crew actually currently we're right now, we're five right now. We're usually a four person crew and you really have to come together as a team to get this work done. I mean, there's so many times that like I said, you're shoveling all day or you're breaking or you're trying to get rock in a hole or set a pipe or set a manhole. And it's, if you didn't have that team member, that's there, that's got your back helping you out. I mean, it would be a lot harder and the job would be not as enjoyable as it is. So yeah, that's probably another thing. Got to be a good team player for this type of work.
0: Career-wise, what have been some of your proudest accomplishments that you've had so far?
1: Um, so far, my first one is graduating the apprenticeship. I had a pretty hard time after I had my son because I, like, six months after I started, and it was a total surprise to us. Um, but, and so those, the hours that I missed For my apprenticeship, it kind of affected it. So it got a a little hard, and I almost was kind of like, well, maybe I should just switch out of the apprenticeship if it's going to take me longer. You know, maybe I should just switch out of the apprenticeship and be a grade checker. And, you know, I kind of had some internal fight over that, but I stuck with it and I graduated, and I only ended up being, I think, like three months longer than the average apprentice time. So really, it worked out. Um, I was probably stressing a lot more than I should have, but so yeah, graduating from that, um, my next one probably have to be with how much, how much better I have gotten on equipment since I first started. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I first started, I could barely run a backhoe. I'd only been on an excavator a handful of times, you know, I'd never run a bulldozer or a grader, or anything like that. So, um. You know, just seeing where I started, looking back, thinking about how, you know, I was scared to get on an excavator for the first time, and now I'm like, oh, I get to run the excavator, heck yeah! You know, and just being able to, to do things like have your boss tell you, hey, go dig this out, go grade this out this way, and, you know, before I used to be like, oh, how am I going to do that? Oh, I need to ask questions. And now I'm like, Hey, I know how to do that. And I don't even need to ask you how to do it. So just making those improvements is definitely, um, accomplishment for me.
0: Yeah. I can imagine that that knowledge has to just be so powerful, you know, watching yourself grow like that. So being a woman in a male dominated industry, I I can imagine that it probably has a lot of benefits and, uh, downfalls at times. Could you please tell me about your experience, um, you know, being a woman in construction?
1: Yeah. So for me personally, um, I work with like seriously the most awesome group of guys. I'm the only girl on the construction site right now. Um, and I seriously, it's like I'm the little sister. I feel like on my grade crew, um, just I get along so great with everyone. I've never had anyone say anything, you know, negative or really anything like that. Um, but I have one problem I run into is like, if we go to a big job site and there's other contractors that are on the job, I do run into a lot of the times, you know, kind of some negative comments and, you know, I can remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, a few years ago, I had a guy come up to me and tell me I didn't belong on the job site and that I I should be at home making sandwiches, wow. which was like, you know, I, I literally didn't even know what to say. So I just turned around and walked off. But so you just get comments like that. You know, I feel like that's a given, which is, you know, kind of sad that it's just like, oh, expect it to happen, you know. Um, But and then my other, the other struggle for me personally, because I'm a mom is just that, that work-life balance, I feel like many of the trades, um, maybe not all of them, but have kind of need to catch up on the mother working life balance. It's a pretty big issue with me. Um, you know, I, sometimes I'm like having to call my babysitter last minute and like, Hey, it's going to be another hour. So, you know, Um, but yeah, other than that, though, my whole experience overall is really great. And even the struggles that I do run into knife river has been the best at accommodating me. Um, my boss, my foreman, who would be my direct boss. I mean, he's super great. He works with me all the time to kind of, oh, hey, you know, I need to pick up here. I need a daycare adjustment here, dentist appointment, whatever. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I really don't think I've had too much of a struggle.
0: That's great. I love hearing stories about women just prospering in these fields. And I think that it's a good thing to talk about um, for young women because they can see that It's not all struggle and that it's going to be accommodating and and aspects and, you know, they're still going to have to work in other aspects, but, you know, generally um, a really good experience.
1: Yeah, for Um, sure. And I think that's one of the things that's so scary is that, you know, people can be mean, you know, and you put yourself out there and you want to go for it, but You know, it's, it's tackling that fear of getting out there and not caring what people think and not caring what, you know, people are going to say to you. And I just feel like once you get over that loop or over that hump of fear and you just go for it, I mean, it gets so much easier from there. You just got to go
0: for it, not care. You just got to do it. Many young women and other gender minorities might not know about careers in skilled trades and construction, like operating equipment, things like that. What do you think we could do as a society and as an education system to make this knowledge more widely known?
1: Well, I definitely think something like this podcast because, I mean, it's becoming so much more popular to be listening to things like this. It can reach so many people. It's, I mean, you can use it in the classroom. People can listen while they're driving. It's such a great idea. Um, The other thing that I think that people could be using is uh, social media. You know, there's a couple pages that I found on there that are, you know, showing pictures of what women are doing and that type of stuff. But a lot of it is more focused on kind of the office side, like the engineering side. mostly what I ran into. I think that if a group of women could put together something on social media and I, my personal idea is I think it would be super cool. If we could get a group of women and just go around to job sites and interview and show pictures and videos and you know, what are these women doing? How did they get there? Kind of the same thing as your podcast, but just like boots on the ground and, Pictures, videos, this is what they're doing.
0: Do you have any advice for young women and gender minorities who might be interested in following a similar career path?
1: Um, Yeah, it would be to, it's okay to be scared, but don't let it cause you to not go for it. Um, Because I can tell you back when, you know, when my old boss, called for that phone interview and he was asking, you know, would you be willing to run a forklift or would you be willing to get your CDL and you know I went home that night to my dad and I'm just like I don't think that I can do it. And he just kind of looked at me like what are you talking about, you know? And well, I don't think that I can do it. I've never ran a forklift, you know. And if it wasn't for my dad kind of like pushing me to to just do it, to not be scared, I don't know if I'd be where I am right now. So yeah, that's probably my biggest advice is to just you can be scared, but don't let it, you know, hinder you from doing it. And probably the other biggest piece of advice I have is I think totally believe in getting a support system, whether that's your spouse or partner, or you know, your sibling, a friend, having someone that you can call and say, hey you know, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling like I can't do this. And having that one person there to tell you, uh, no, you can do this. Get back at it, girl. You know, is a game changer. I had so much support from everyone in my family and friends. And there was multiple times where I would call my mom and dad and, you know, Hey, I'm having a really hard day. I worked 16 hours. I don't know if I I can do this anymore. And, you know, my dad would, Hey, 16 hours today but maybe only eight tomorrow like you got this you're gonna get there so
0: that's my other thing support system it's huge i couldn't agree more i mean community is everything and you know we're not islands it's okay to reach out and ask for help when you need it yeah so we're almost coming up to the end of the interview and i just wanted to ask you a fun question a little get to know you question before we leave um would you mind telling us uh what you like to do in your spare time
1: okay well um i'm a mother so most of my spare time goes to my kids but together as a family um we ride dirt bikes we have a side-by-side that we take to the dunes or on the trails Um, we do some boating in the summer camping kind of anything that's outside and you know, adventurous. We like hiking. Um, we're into hunting and fishing and we go kayaking and kind of just, yeah, everything outside keeps us busy.
0: Well, Courtney, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thank
1: you for inviting me. And again, like I just what you're doing is great. And I hope it reaches a lot of young girls um, and that they get inspired.
0: Same here. If anyone's interested in a career in construction or skilled trades, our website midvalleystem.org is a great resource to find places of education and local businesses to work for. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Closing the Gap. If you like this show, subscribe on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at mvstemcte, on Twitter at midvalleystem, and online at midvalleystem.org. Until next time, keep progressing.